Thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. Hi there. I'm guessing like me, many of you have had times when you think, I'm not very good at prayer or I'm not very consistent at prayer. Well, it's really interesting because there's one passage in the Bible that will very clearly suggest to us that some of the disciples of Jesus felt similarly. It's in Luke chapter 11 and in the first 12 verses, we've got that part where Jesus teaches the Lord's Prayer, but around it, there's some amazing teaching by Jesus when one of his disciples turned to him and simply said, Lord, teach us to pray. I've said that so many times. Lord, please help me. I need to understand how to do this. I really want to pray well. I want to connect with you. I'm guessing like me, at some point or another, you've thought to yourself maybe, I'm not very good at prayer or I'm not particularly consistent at prayer. And I felt those things too. But it's interesting to note that the disciples of Jesus had a similar experience. In Luke chapter 11 and in the first 12 verses, Jesus brings some really helpful teaching on prayer. Now within it are the words of the Lord's Prayer, which we all know so well. But actually around that, there's some wonderful principles that Jesus teaches, I'm hoping can encourage you like they continue to encourage me. And in that passage, it starts out with one of the disciples saying to Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. I've asked God to do that for me many times, and I'm guessing that you might have too. And it's really interesting to see some of the things that Jesus teaches when the disciples say, Lord, teach us to pray. One of the first things is he's trying to teach the disciples that he's seeking to remove intimidation from the whole aspect of prayer. When I was first in ministry as a pastor many, many years ago, my first year in my early 20s, I came across a book that was built around the Lord's Prayer and it was called Could you not tarry one hour? Now, the author was very sincere and really trying to build a framework around the Lord's Prayer that you could pray for an hour, but the title intimidated me. And early on in the book, I realised how much of a struggle I was finding it to spend an hour each day praying. As great as that is, it was so intimidating for me. But you know, Jesus is trying to teach us that prayer is not designed to be something that is intimidating. Quite the opposite. Prayer is designed to be something that's very natural. And in Matthew chapter 6, when Jesus brings some teaching, and Matthew records there, Jesus actually encourages his disciples to not get caught up with trying to impress other people with our praying, with our Olympic feats, as it were, in praying. In fact, in verse 6 of that chapter, in the message version, it says this, Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God and you'll begin to sense his grace. You know, what I think Jesus is trying to do is to remove the religious wrapping paper around prayer and remind us it is a personal and private moment with God. To take away some of the expectations that other people have created, however well-meaning, because that was the environment I grew up in. I listened to people whose words and rhetoric and lyrics were so phenomenal. 
I felt intimidated. But most of the references to the prayer life of Jesus in the Gospels were when he removed himself from a crowd and simply went to be on his own with God in a very personal way. And I think that's what Jesus is trying to do here, to take away some of the fear and intimidation and encourage his disciples and therefore us to learn what it is to be on our own with God for a while. You see, prayer is not a religious activity. Prayer is a personal connection to God. But I think Jesus is also seeking to impart instruction, to give some guidance, to give a little bit of idea of some of the things that can help us in praying. You know, the disciples say, Lord, teach us to pray. So he did. And he didn't just give them the words of the Lord's Prayer. He gave them some practical examples. Not just what to pray, but how to pray. For example, in that passage in Luke 11, he suggests that we pray with perseverance. And he uses the example of somebody who has a visitor late at night and needs to go and knock a neighbour's door to borrow some food and keep knocking and keep knocking and keep knocking to persist. And I think Jesus is saying, when you pray, don't give up. Don't just cave in because it doesn't happen for you. Pray with persistence. Keep on praying. Be patient in your praying. But also encourages us to pray with confidence. And we see that when in, in verses 9 to 10 he says, you know, ask and seek and knock the door. Don't be afraid to ask, Jesus is saying. He says, you know, Father wants to bless you. And I think God wants us to come before him with confidence. It's a great passage in Hebrews chapter 10, which encourages us that because of what Jesus has done for us and opened a new and living way, we can come to God with confidence. A good father who has good things for us. And we can pray with confidence, not being afraid to ask God for help and support. But then he teaches that we should pray with assurance, knowing that a loving father won't trick us with something counterfeit. He's saying to us, when you pray, don't stop believing. Know you can be sure that God is good and faithful. And you can pray with a sense of assurance that if you ask God for his best and his blessing, he won't give you second best, even if sometimes we don't quite understand what is best for us. You know, sometimes prayer is simply waiting, knowing and believing, even when it's not speaking. But finally, Jesus is here seeking to restore intimacy. This is really important because it takes prayer beyond asking and pleading and calling out to God to being with him and growing with him and learning about him and becoming like him. Because Jesus is trying to tell us that God is not to be feared. And that's why I think he begins this prayer by teaching us to say, Our Father. And it's really difficult for us to know how radical that was for the people that were listening to Jesus. Because for decades, centuries and millennia, they wouldn't even speak the name of God. It was such a holy name, they wouldn't dare do that. And then Jesus comes along and he tells us that the Christian name for God is Father. And that we can address God as Father. Our Father in heaven was an oxymoron for Jewish people of his day. Because God was in heaven, we shouldn't even imagine him in such familiar terms. And we know that Jesus uses that word Abba. 
the most personal term one would use towards their father. And that is so radical because he's trying to introduce us to a God we can relate to, to restore a sense of intimacy we can share with God. And in that way, prayer becomes who I am before God, more than what I do and what I say, but being before God, more than it is doing for God. See, prayer is not measured in how many words we speak or how great they are. Prayer is mentioned in how deeply we connect with God. The measurement of our prayer life is how much we find ourselves being drawn closer to him through the moments we simply sit with him, talk with him or listen to him. And Jesus is teaching us that God has good things for those who will connect with him and believe in him. In particular, the spirit who Jesus says is going to come and impact their lives. In fact, in verse 13, in the Passion Translation, the words are so great. Listen to this. If imperfect parents know how to lovingly take care of their children and give them what they need, how much more will the perfect Heavenly Father, give the Holy Spirit's fullness when his children ask him. This is loaded with so much power. The giving of the Spirit is not insignificant. It's powerful. Bringing the Spirit to our lives. He is God with us. And yet Jesus takes that and says, this is like children asking their father for something. You can ask your father for the life and the power and the joy and the peace of the Spirit. Because prayer is an opportunity to deepen our bond of relationship with God. It's about being spiritually fed. Jesus teaches them to say, give us our daily bread. It's about being internally honest. Jesus teaches them to pray, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. It's about asking for the real help that we need every day. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Please don't hold back from spending time with God because of fear. Because you're not sure what to say. Just learn the power that prayer is being who you are with the Father that loves you. And Jesus wants to remove that intimidation. To show you how to learn to pray, but more than anything else, To build in your life and my life a sense of intimacy so that we can say, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done in my life as it is in heaven. Give me today my daily bread and Lord, forgive me from my sin as I learn what it is to forgive those who sin against me. And please, Lord, help me not slip into temptation And keep me safe from the enemy. Because yours is the kingdom and yours is the power and yours is the glory forever and ever. Amen. God bless you.